I like being the conduit for them to connect mm. with each other and mm. to feel less alone in their pursuits of bigness. And, you know, when you get to a certain level, I feel like a lot of people in your offline life stop understanding right. what it takes or who, who you've become, the mm. standards you hold for your life, the boundaries yep. you hold, the money you make, the things you invest in, like people have all the judgments. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and I love creating spaces and places for people who want to be in their bigness and want to celebrate that and connect with other women who match their future. How are entrepreneurs like us daring bravely to build a stage, ditch the sweatpants and step up to the mic? How do we create our own transformative events? so we can get our message out into the world in a bigger way. It's not only profitable, but it's actually something we can be proud of. That's the question. And the answers are inside this podcast. My name is Sarah Pfeiffer. Welcome to Green Room Central. Today I brought into Green Room Central Studios Jill Stanton, founder of the Millionaire Girls Club, a global network of powerful female entrepreneurs who value connections with depth, white hot ideas, luxurious experiences, and want to indulge in the fun side of success. We're definitely talking my language here, <laughs> and I am especially stoked that we're both moms, we're both lifelong learners, and have a shared love of travel, my favorite. Jill, welcome to Green Room Central Studios. Say hello to Lynchpin Nation. What's up, guys? I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So excited. So Jill, this podcast is built on the belief that being in the room is everything. Mm. And as a little backstory for you, just over six years ago, I got into a room that changed the entire course of my life. Within 11 months of me getting into my first four-day personal development seminar, I had left a 16-year corporate career. I'd sold our home. I'd paid off all of our debt that we'd been under for like a decade and a half. I'd moved my family across the country, started my own business. I mean, just like massive shifts. All? <laughs> In only right? 11 months. <laughs> and all that to say, to start us off today, I would love it if you would share a story of a room that changed your life. Mm, that one's easy. It's Tropical Think Tank back in 2014. So that was a event that Chris Ducker was hosting when he last lived or when he lived in the Philippines. And Josh and I, my husband and I, were living in Chiang Mai, Thailand at that time. We had just gotten married, just started our mm -hmm. second business together, which was Screw the 9 to 5. And we were in Malaysia, actually. And Josh randomly went on Twitter. Like we both didn't use Twitter at that time. He randomly went on to Twitter and started following Ducker out of nowhere. Just like it was like so serendipitous and saw that yeah. he was launching this event. And it was at the time for us, like a decent amount of money. It was like $3,000 a, a person. Right. And so it was six G for us yeah. to attend plus flights plus blah, blah, blah. Um, but that one room was huge for us because one, we got to meet growth-minded entrepreneurs. At the time we were in Chiang Mai, Thailand, which was like, it's beautiful. And it was like a digital nomad hotspot and it was fantastic. And we met our people, but it was also very like slow paced, very peaceful, you know, very mm, cheap mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. get by. You didn't have to earn a lot of money. And so we 
met some amazing people and we wanted more. We wanted people playing at like a whole other level. And Ducker was bringing in Amy Porterfield, John Lee Dumas, Pat Flynn, uh, Greg Hickman, um, Caleb Wojnick, uh, Wow. Who else at the time? Natalie Sisson and then Ducker. And maybe I'm forgetting someone else. Either way, um, that room was huge for us because that was when we met John, JLD, um, and him and his now wife, Kate, are like, we've been friends for 10 plus years. We've done so many life things together. We've traveled together. Um, we are growing families, not together, but like alongside each other. Yeah. <laughs> We're not sister wives or anything yet. Um, <laughs> we've but collabed. You're close. Yeah. We've collabed together. We've done promos together. Like we've been in each other's lives through like some really pivotal moments. Um, it's also where I met Amy Porterfield, who's been a friend of mine for 10 years now speaking at my event next year. Like it's been such a pivotal, that was truly, truly a room that changed the game for us. Like, or at least knocked over a domino for us. I would say it's like, it was a domino knocker over -er for us. And was it, was it the first time you'd had exposure to so many people that were like-minded in the sense of growth and expansion and mm, entrepreneurship? It was the first time that I had been in a room with people playing a whole other level. Like I was around growth-minded people because we lived in a digital nomad hotspot. Like pe- everyone there was pretty much entrepreneurs. Um, so just by, you know, choice of life path, those people are growth-minded. But that was my first time where I wasn't, where I was around people making like millions of dollars or, you know, multiple, multiple, multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars versus like a lot of the people I was around at that time were working towards their first hundred grand. So were we at the time, you know? And so it was my first introduction into like entrepreneurs who were just a bit further along in their journey. So as I was prepping for our conversation, I listened to your Millionaire Girls Club podcast episode the one where you and your husband, Josh, were mm-hmm. talking about your most recent ayahuasca ceremony. Mm-hmm. And first, it sounds absolutely amazing. And I totally want to do that. <laughs> it's interesting. I feel like that's the second time that that specific plant medicine has come up. Oh, she's calling in the last you. last month for me. I, I feel like that that's just weird. Um And second, I found it really interesting when you shared that what came up for you during that ceremony, which was designing amazing experiences for people is your gift Mm. and it's not something to shy away from. And I want you to tell me more about that. And and also, when did you first notice your gift and your calling and how are you leaning more into that now inside the Millionaire Girls Club? Well, I actually noticed it back in my 20s. Like I used to always mm. host dinner parties. I would bring my friends together. Yeah. I always wanted to like have a cute vibe and a cute aesthetic and candles yes. and like that stuff always mattered to me. I, I, it just, I think with ayahuasca it really clicked for me. Like my attention to detail and my love of mm. aesthetics is actually mm-hmm really useful in this business model. Like, was it that useful in screw the nine to five? I don't know. You know, like I wasn't really doing luxury retreats. Like we were running bigger events. Like it was a volume game for us. Um, and it was more of an impact game for us. Now it's like a 
close-knit, intimate, high-end focus. And so, yeah, my my love of aesthetics and like details and just the nuances of what happens when you bring people together offline and create like a premium mm-hmm. experience, like that stuff really matters to me. And I used to kind of like, I don't know, people would just be like, oh, you're Jill always like, she wants to control everything or she wants to like control the details or move things around or like the lighting needs mm-hmm. to be perfect. And I'd be like, oh, <laughs> don't make fun of me. You know, like I almost like took it as a slight, but then it came up in ayahuasca for like, no, 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 that's what makes your experiences good. Now, with that being said, I very much had an experience earlier this year that taught me all the things that I needed to learn in order to make my events better. Like I had an experience at my St. Lucia retreat where it just was not what I wanted it to be. It was not the level or the caliber or the experience that I had envisioned. And that gave me like a ton of contrast and a lot of lessons to figure out, well, what do I want then? Like, how do I run events? Like how what matters to me and what are the details I want to focus on and where can I stop abdicating like decision-making power to event planners or whatnot. And so it really helped me hone my vision and the structure of my retreats and how I lead them. Like I really didn't think I was, I've had a lot of big shit this year. (laughs) Truthfully, 2023 was the year I never saw coming from my own like leadership and vision Mm. and all of that. Like I've become a better leader of myself, of my vision, of my family, of my clients, of my business, of my journey. Like there's so many other things that I've honed this year because of things not going according to plan that I Mm. really think will set me up for like big advancements and moves in 2024 and beyond and like how I grow this network because it's very different to the business I used to grow, which was screw the nine to five, which was volume and traffic and funnels and podcasts and social media and email lists and all the things like all the things you're quote unquote supposed to do. And so then to turn off that, that side of my brain and be like, well, wait a second, I'm no longer in a volume game. I'm in a like relationship game and experiences and events and like, I don't know. It's just different. So it's been, it's been a learning edge for me, but one that I'm like super pumped about now, now that I've found like my feet and I've got a bit more awareness around it. It was challenging to begin with though. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sensing that, that the, the playing of the new game, that's more intimacy and relationship based is almost something that you're like, you've been built for your entire life and called to do. Yeah. I feel like it's, I mean, even in my human design, I'm a four line, I'm a manifester, two, uh, one, two, a one, four, um, and I'm quad right, which if you know human design, it's like someone who's highly receptive. Like I can read the energy of a room. Like I'm just, I can see if people aren't vibing or if like I need to move mm. people to different seats or I can see if the energy's dipped oh, or if like I love that. how someone might be perceiving a certain session or, yes. you know, at, at my St. Lucia retreat, I, I fucking knew this one chick was off and I uh, approached her about it. I was like, what's going on? What's wrong? And she's like, no, it's nothing. I was like, I know something's up. <laughs> so just tell me what it is. Still, <laughs> like, yeah, I know it. So just tell me what it is so I can solve it. Um, and so that's been really useful in my, in this journey. And then yes, you're right. Um, I was also a bartender for 10 years. So I've got the gift of the gab. I know how to carry a conversation. Um, plus I'm a four line in HD. So I, I'm a relationship builder. I'm a connector. I create opportunities through my network um, for myself and for my clients, for my community, like all of that. 
for the people who are in my life. Um, and so I'm just learning to hone that skill and strength for myself. Um, because I also have a lot of, you know, pre-existing experiences with women that kind of maybe like, I don't know, a bit gun shy to actually like really embrace that side of me and mm. like step into that power that I have. Right. Yeah. I I want to talk a little bit more about details because it's one of my favorite words mm. <laughs> and favorite parts of, of events. I've been producing events for over 20 years and I know the details matter and both in the sense of paying attention to the details while planning events because it prevents problems before be- they become problems, but also like little things like you were mentioning, like candlelight and the music selections or even the volume of mm. music and or the style of floral arrangements. I think, I believe guests notice that stuff and it all adds up to that total experience. And I also find that everyone who's really passionate about events has a few specific details that matter to them more than others. I have a lot uh, because I'm so passionate about events like location and food and flowers, but I would love to hear what details do you value spending your time and attention on as you create experiences for guests? So this is, I now have this awareness because I missed the mark on this in my St. Lucia retreat. And I, I feel like well, no, I know I abdicated a lot of decisions around that to my planner, mm. which is mm. fine. I guess I probably had to learn that lesson. Um, but it, it she's great. I mean, my planner is great and she was definitely the ace up my sleeve. Um, and I came out, out of that experience with like even more attention to detail. Like now when mm. her and I met up to plan my Mexico experience, like she probably never saw it coming, how I was coming to that. I was like, Hey, Christy. Okay. So here's my mood board. Here's what I want the food to look like. Here's the scent I want upon arrival. Here's the lighting. Here's the flowers. Here's the blah, blah, blah. You know, like I would just went off the fucking deep end because I had an experience where nothing really went my way in. Yeah. Like I, oh, the details, like they drove me crazy in St. Lucia because they were so out of my control, which really forced me to make some great decisions, which was moving away from hotels. Um, moving away mm. from resorts where I actually don't have control over their lighting mm. or their sound choices or their table arrangements or anything like that. Like their yeah. rooms, the caliber yeah. of things, how they maintain the like grounds, like none of that was in my control, which was very frustrating for me in St. Lucia. Um, so the decision I made with that piece of experience was okay, I'm moving away from resorts. Unless I get to, when I get to a place where I will do like a boutique resort buyout, that's a different story. Cause then I can come in with all my like, mm. I don't want to say demands, mm-hmm. but preferences. <laughs> preferences. <laughs> but demands. demands. Um, so for, for the next few retreats, I'm renting mansions because I can control everything in that. And yeah. so, you know, mm-hmm. I said to my planner, I don't, don't hit me with floral bouquets that are like fucking birds of paradise and any of those, you know, flowers that are like long and stiff and bleh. Yeah. I want like yeah. lush and tropical and peach and yeah. peonies. And you know, like yeah. I want like glam organic. Lush. I don't want it to be so. Yes. I yeah. want it. Lush is the best word like lush mm. and glam. 
and tropical. Like I want color and I want fullness and, you know, volume, <laughs> volume of lushness, <laughs> which sounds ridiculous. I love your specific. <laughs> I love your specificity here. It uh, to me. Like I went into, so she's poor, my poor planner. Cause I was like, hear me when I say this, when people arrive, I want coconut lime scented diffusers. <laughs> It's just, and she's like, okay, oh, okay, great. I and I was it. like, no, no, no. I want coconut lime diffusers. Do you like, I'm serious about that. I need that scent when they arrive. And I want cold towels and they need to be scented with this like frangipani scent. Or I want like this chilled tea. Like I'm getting a custom tea made, which is very tropical and fruity and yes. light. And, you know, I want that in these kind of glasses. And so I've just been like in my head being like, what would I want that arrival experience to look like? Then once they've walked in the door, what do their rooms look like? You know, like how are they greeted? Um, what does the soiree, like the welcome dinner look like? And what is that menu? And what are the, what's the lighting that goes with that? And what is the, you know, so it's mm, been really fun mm -hmm. this time around because I've, I've, yeah. I've stopped abdicating that for myself, which I don't actually know why I did that. Probably like I don't know, not wanting to seem demanding or rude or high maintenance or whatever it was. And now I'm like, what am I talking about? I'm the visionary for the event that I'm running. Of course I need to have a hand in how it looks, yeah. what the flow of it is, what the experience is, how the women are received, like all of that. And so when you were mm. saying location, that's now a new level of detail. So my current yeah. level of details, as of now, at least, I'm sure I'll continue to add more. <laughs> But my level of details currently are views. So important to mm. me. Like views, um, everything is based around <laughs> Could not agree more. Really you, you can't, you can bring really in all sorts of like, you can bring in flowers, you can bring in furniture, you can bring all the things, yeah, but you cannot change if the you're view. staring at a cement wall beside you, you're just <laughs> you like, can't. no, no amount of florals yeah. or lighting is going to fix that. So view, lighting. Like I love a good colored light setup, like hot pink and purple or red and purple, something like that. Um, flowers, music, scents, and food. And also mm -hmm. I would say the biggest attention to detail is like who's in the room or who's mm -hmm. at the table. Like especially where I'm going like that, I'm about to, well, I am running a high-end private network. Like that matters. That trumps everything. Like who's in the room? That step okay. number one, yeah. who's in the room? Step two, what does the room look like? <laughs> Three, yeah. what does the room smell like? Like, I don't know if anyone else goes into this, but I do. And it matters to me. So like, you know, just decor and vibe and aesthetics and scents and sounds and lighting and it, it all. But I think in order together. to, in order to curate that experience for your guests, I, you need to be at your highest and best energy and it's it's like you're going to be a little off if you're not paying attention to those yes. details and like you're going to be in what is it you're not um just honoring who you are and you're you're you know like you'll you'll sense that mm -hmm. and it won't like your guests will that you know it's like a horse smells fear or whatever they say it's like your guests will sense that too that sure. you're a little off so I, I love that you're honoring that you have preferences <laughs> and I feel like my guests in my St. Lucia retreat, most certainly could feel that I was off. 
That's why I think I, it was like my biggest training ground for like, oh, Jill, you're running an events company now. You're no longer run a coaching mm-hmm. brand. Mm-hmm. Like it's different. Mm-hmm. Your energy deeply matters to the experience. And like I was yeah. just not my best self on yeah. my second retreat that I ran, which I, I get also like from a like give yourself a fucking break, Jill. It was your second retreat. But also right. <laughs> like I want – to always continuously raise the bar for my experiences. I want to be different than what is out there. And, you know, like I think a lot of masterminds, well, first my stuff isn't a mastermind. So clearly that's a like delineating factor, but also for a lot of masterminds, it's like, I don't know, like basic ass lunches, you know, or like, yes. Oh, there's coffee, tea and water. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Coffee, tea and water. Right. How exciting. You know, like I just want to be different. I want to, everything I want. I just, I will not be for everybody. My stuff will not be for everybody, but for the people that it is for, they'll really get it. And they'll appreciate the aesthetics and the experiences. Like not everyone wants to travel internationally, but for the people who do and like who seek that level of like lavishness, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they'll want to be a part of it. Some people like windowless conference rooms for some dumb reason. I don't know why. That is not my stuff. <laughs> Some people like box lunches and coffee, tea, water stands. That is not my stuff. So I feel chest tightening already. <laughs> Just hearing those words. Like outdated flooring? No, I'm not doing it. Windowless conference yeah, rooms, just... meeting rooms? No, we're not doing that. Yeah. No, I, I was just, yeah, I, I get it. The... The, the cool thing is you have, you know, you've, you've done the work clearly and the personal development space and like all of these learnings are really teaching you exactly what you don't want so that you can refine what you do want. And mm-hmm. like that you're, I, I think there's so many people in this space that kind of panic and feel the sense of failure and the imposter syndrome and like, don't press forward. And you're, mm-hmm. you're clearly not that. I wonder this, this really high level of preferences and attention to detail. I, I, I'm madly in love with that. I'm wondering, is there a, a is there a tie to caring for others for you? Is is that part of why you do that? I've never even thought of it through that lens, but I, I love that because I've always been a nurturer. And mm. this is just, I guess another way that I choose to love on people Mm -hmm. is like, for example, uh, one of my St. Lucia things again with the details (laughs) was I wanted to get everyone their own floaty that I like, I thought of their, of them and their spirit and then picked a floaty for them, you know? So like there was like my client Tina, who's like a walking, talking rainbow. So I got her a giant rainbow or, um, Mm. you know, I have had a client, Jen, who's like loves money and is very sassy. So I got her like a stack of cash floaty, you know, or Bridget, who had just gotten married. So I got her a giant diamond ring floaty, you know, like there's just that level of attention to detail. But also in my eyes, it's like also how I love on people. It's like, Mm -hmm. here's your essence in a floaty. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) So... I think it's how I love on people as well and like how I show them that I care and that I'm paying attention. Um, mm-hmm. And then also like truly like one of my edges is continuing to refine who's in the room. I mm. think that was a big lesson for me this this year as well. It's like 
um, saying yes out of just not wanting to feel bad or mm-hmm. wanting to feel mean mm-hmm. for saying no. Right. Um, but it is it is absolutely my job to say no to people who might be misaligned. Yes. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because yeah, it's a disservice to everybody else in the yes. room. Yeah, I think I think people. Yeah, in this sense, it's not a filling the room issue. It's it's a not wanting to feel bad issue. Yeah. Uh, because I, I imagine there's so many people who, who, so many women who feel called to be a part of this club because of the exclusivity, because of the curated experiences, uh, because of who's in the room, and yeah, I get it would feel bad to turn people away but you're doing just such a service to everyone else mm-hmm. right by curating who's in the room i think the cool thing is this this all these lessons it sounds like that you had over the past year uh is you know clearly defining what you do want going forward but also it's helping you build like a machine that's scalable Right, like where you're like every time we do have to pay attention to the scent, and every time we mm-hmm. do have to pay attention to the view, and every t- not like we're, you know, you're building a thing that's the same every time, but mm-hmm. you're building a thing that is like a repeatable experience that has the values that you want to impart. Yeah, like there's pillars that will always be mm-hmm. the same. I guess mm-hmm. right, like that is my mm-hmm. like systematizable piece of it but I, I just yeah. don't know how you make events systematized I mean not I haven't found it yet there's a couple things I know is like the flowers will always feel like blah 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 or there will always right. be this kind of caliber of gifts or like I'm always yeah, gonna have exactly. a boat day you know like I, I yeah. love having boat trips in events for some reason because people you get you get a different view and everyone's in a good mood and you're on the water and it's beautiful and you know like all of that so there's things that will always be systematized but yeah I struggle I also don't think in systems I really Mm. do not think in systems like that is not my strength that's how how my brain works I instantly go to like my brain (laughs) how how would we repeat this this level of experience, obviously it's not like a repeat in terms of like a stamp, but you know, I have someone who's like, um, they just forgot that they preferred a U shape for their mastermind. And somehow along the way over the years, like maybe a room didn't fit it right. So they just did classroom and then they just kept doing classroom and, and then they, had this realization one day, oh my gosh, actually I, that's a preference. Like I I Mm. always, we're just going to go find a different place. Like if it can't fit this and we can't all look each other in the eye while we're having these deep, meaningful conversations, then it's not for us. And we don't have to put ourselves in that box, like go somewhere else. And so I do think there are pieces that allow us to because I do feel like events should happen with ease and it's, you know, mm. and it's, it's a, it's a big uh, gift and that you're giving your guests, but also a huge effort. And uh, it's, it's nice when make it somewhat systematized so it can happen over and over again with ease, yeah. you know, and also be exceptional. Mm. I, I heard you mention that you want to host family retreats mm-hmm. and family is one of, my highest values. So it really caught my attention when you set the intention to include family retreats as part of your offerings. And 
and just would love to know why is that so important to you? I just think, I mean, Josh and I would love to attend something like that with other mm-hmm. expanders who are raising their kids mm-hmm. with similar values. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to be a part of that. And I don't yeah. know any. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to do it then. <laughs> I just, I love it. I also don't want to just be at any old family event. Like, I don't want to be mm-hmm. around normies. And so yep. I want to be with high caliber entrepreneurs. And I just currently, don't know of any events that cater to all families. And so I thought both of both him and I thought it would be so rad to have family experiences Mm -hmm. where you can have like couples only things. So we'll have like a team of babysitters there who can like entertain the kids and like do events and stuff with them, but we'll have couples only things. Then we'll have family inclusive things. Then we're going to have like kid entrepreneurial challenges and like, it'll just be such a cool thing. Like they're growing up in a family of entrepreneurs. Mm Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. spark that. I want to see yes. a whole new generation become entrepreneurs. I sure yes. shit don't think that that spirit should be dying out with the way the world's going. Like we need more entrepreneurs, right. just like we need we more do. strong men. You know, like we need people with strong values and strong masculine and strong feminine and strong family values and like entrepreneurial spirits and problem solvers and visionaries. And like, we need that. And yes, the worst thing that could happen is a dying off of entrepreneurial spirit. And so we just want to do anything that fosters and like creates space for families who want to encourage their kids to think different, think outside the box, mm. not, you know, go slowly into a life of the normies. Like I just don't want that whatsoever. And so anything I can do to support that and create rad experiences. Now, with that being said, I was going to do it for next year. And I realized like one of my traits or habits or just maybe just from being lazy and thinking that more results come from doing more um, as one thing I realized for myself for 2024 is like simplify to amplify. And so Mm. I decided to actually not do MGC families for 2024 um, to single focus on the club because the club is how I'm going to fill MGC families. I currently do not have the volume necessary to fill a family retreat. I'm yeah. one year into this business properly, right? Like I only yep. went all in on it in fucking April, 2023. Yep. And so, you know, I need time to ramp that up and get my volume game going. And then I'm going to branch off into do, um, MGC families. I'm going to have plant medicine retreats called euphoria um, and just different style of experiences for those who are looking for it. I'm also going to, I think another thing that's been big for me is like really allowing myself to set the pace or the vision for what my company facilitates because it's real easy to be like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I can do that. Like I've had a bunch of people you know, it's December, people are trying to figure out what they're going to join for next year. And I've had a lot of people be like, Oh, I just don't want to do like offline stuff. I want to do virtual stuff. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, I guess I could do. And then I was like, no, what do I want to do? What do I want to facilitate? What do I want to pour into? And that's offline events. I think that's different. Not a lot of people are doing, I mean, there are big events, of course, and there are people running more and more events and there are more seven figure groups coming out, you know? that are prioritizing events. But what I want to do is like, I want to get to a place where my quote unquote scale option is all offline. 
Like it's dinner mm. parties and that is my biggest mm-hmm. like volume play. And then as people go up into different tiers is when they unlock different experiences. But my like dinner parties tier is volume and it's in local hubs, but it's for people who value offline. They don't want to just sit behind a computer and be like, Oh, I don't really like, I don't really like seeing people in person. I'm like, cool. There's tons of other things for you then. Yes. That is not what we're doing here. And so that has been a big piece of awareness for me. It's like build what I want to build, not what like for people who, you know, are scared to take things offline. I'm like, that's just not my people. There's tons of virtual masterminds. Have at them. (laughs) Yeah. Go crazy. There's tons of them. But if you want like high caliber experiences and entrepreneurs in the right rooms, then that's Mm -hmm. who I serve. Does the the desire to be serving this community in this way, is this really you stepping into a, a void that you feel like is just not being served? Like that you wish that you had? Well, that was where I initially had the idea. Since I've I mean, it took me two years to even like hit go on this. Like I had a lot of stuff to get out of my own way. Um, Mm. And I had screw the nine to five, which was really rocking and rolling at the time that I had the idea for MGC. So the like, like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like really wrestling with like, am I going to leave screw the nine to five to start my own thing? Like that took me a while to get on board with. And then even in 2022, I was like, yeah, it's good, but I have screw the nine to five. Like it was very much a safety blanket for me. And this year was my first year of being like, no, I'm all in on MGC. I'm going to grow this company. And so, um, I, I want to build what I wish existed in a way that I would want to participate. Does that make sense? Like, I don't see a lot of groups for seven figure entrepreneurs, women, like caveat female entrepreneurs or excuse me, female seven figure entrepreneurs that have a focus on the fun side of success, Mm -hmm. luxury and like strong ass curation. I see a lot of groups and masterminds, but they're sitting, they are operating with you formations in meeting rooms and like basic ass experiences. There's tons of those, lots of them. I want nothing to do with that kind of shit. I want people who don't take themselves so seriously. I want people who want to let loose a little. I want people who want to mastermind on yachts versus in a meeting room. I want to have private chefs versus box lunches. Like I want people, I want to create shit that is different to what other people are doing because the barrier to entry of like that level of, of events is you know, you need the right places, the right people on your team. Like there's certain obstacles that you have to overcome in order to throw what I want to throw. Now, not everyone's going to vibe with my stuff. Not everyone's like, you know, oh, 15 grand for a five day retreat. Count me in. You know, like a lot of people are like, "Mm, I don't know, a two day thing in a co-working space feels like what I need right now. And I'm like, great. Love that for you. That's not what I'm doing though. It's just- yeah, you're creating something that it's impossible to buy elsewhere. Mm, oh, I like, like that. It, it's, imp- it's impossible for them to go create it themselves. Well, because they it's wouldn't- possible. It's just, it's always going to be different. Like my style is always, like I don't serve people who take themselves too seriously. Like that's, 
mm. they will not like my spaces because I don't take myself too seriously. And I want, like a lot of my chicks come to get, you know, we vibe out, we have great sessions and people like getting politely fucked up, you know, like yes. it is a mix of it all. Some people don't drink, some people do, some people don't want to dance, some people do. Like I want the chicks who don't take themselves too seriously and want to embrace the fun size of success and see what they've built and honor that and be in their bigness and like ball out in luxury things like yachts and helicopters and private chefs and mansions. Like I want the bougie fun side of it. I don't want the same old cookie cutter shit that everyone does just because it's easier that way. I won't do it. So yeah, anyone a, who wants that is just not going to find their way into my Oreo. stuff because I'm very strongly <laughs> opinionated about it. <laughs> but I love that you have such an intention and, and such a, a clear vision too. Mm, thank you. And I think that, uh, yeah, I, I think it'll, it'll, I, I'm sensing repeat business because. I am fortunate I, that I, I have people who have come to every single retreat. Like I'm really yeah. lucky in that regard is that like and that's my intention my intention is to build the club like I'm not doing a volume play I want to get it to a hundred max like absolute max very hard to get into ultra exclusive people who are in yes. it would never want to leave people who aren't in it but aren't are, are on the wait list would do anything to be a part of it like I want it to be you know IYKYK if you know you know <laughs> you know and yes. like if you know if you're in you're in like you don't want to leave. I don't want people who just like hop to different groups. Like if that's, I get it. Like I, I've been that person myself and for where I'm going and what I'm building, I want people who value long-term mm -hmm. communities. Mm -hmm. mm. I also Almost think from an event home. facilitation piece, like knowing your, like having history with your people oh, is yes. so powerful because you know what they like at events. Yes. You know, like, you know how they you like don't. to show up, their preferences, their, you know, allergies, <laughs> their food intolerances, yes. whether they drink or not. Yes. Like, if they need downtime, if they like space, like, you get to know their preferences and you can design things that are, that they feel very seen in, very supported with. I, I like that piece. Like, I want to get to know people at a deep level so that I can create stuff that takes their breath away. I almost feel like does this download like we need to get you in touch with a concierge at like the most luxe hotel and figure out how they track people's preferences and how they ser serve people at that like their repeat guests at yeah. that like extra touch like luxe level it it's it, I'm sensing that you want to care for your club members for at sure. that level. And I mean, we start to track that because I do intakes for all of my events. So I can see like, what do you like? What do you don't like? What, is, what mm -hmm. size of clothes do you mm -hmm. wear? What are your intolerances? Where do you live? What's your birthday? What's your, mm -hmm. you know, what is your human design? I know that, you know, probably to most people that would sound like a ridiculous one to get, but I know that if you are a manifester versus a projector, you're going to show up different. Or if you're a generator versus a projector, you're going to show up different. That is very yes. useful for me to know because I can one, tailor my communication to your different design. And two, I know what to expect of like how you like to interact with people. And so mm -hmm. it's just useful. So we're building out that like kind of like, I don't know, almost like a black book 
of client preferences right, yes. and mm-hmm. just like our ability to surprise and delight people and make them see like, I mean, my floaties idea was, that, was kind of in that direction. It's like, I got you a floaty that, <laughs> that yeah. like displays your essence in my eyes, if that makes sense. And so just little things like that, like details matter to me in that respect as well. Well, yeah, I can, I could just sense that you are a type of person who really wants to make sure that people feel seen and heard and mm, celebrated and very much your, so. your experiences are an extension of that. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I've never had someone say that that way. And I, it very much lands with me because I very much do want that for people. Yeah. I, I, uh, so you've tell, told me a little bit about where your vision, what your vision is for 2024, mm-hmm. paint the vision for where you're going beyond that. Well, my vision for 2024 is kind of like streamlining and simplifying and bringing in a level of elegance and like mm-hmm. casual glam, if that makes sense to what I do and like really defining and refining who I'm for and what I offer or my newest shift, thanks to my girlfriend, Tracy, is like detaching from me being the company. So not what I do, what the company does, <laughs> how the company loves on people. Um, yes. And the, But where I really want to go is like what I said to you, 100 people in the club, waitlisted, hard to get into, ultra exclusive, and it just carries a level of reputation that is... People know what to expect. You know if you're going to attend an MGC event. You know it's going to be lavish. Mm -hmm. You know that it's going to be highly curated. You know that those women are kind, generous, emotionally intelligent. They're not gossiping. They're not passive aggressive. They're not judging or policing what you say or how you act or any of that kind of shit. I have zero tolerance for the policing of people's behavior or what they say or their values or their perspectives. I fucking hate that stuff. So I like, yeah, I think that's also like a thing too that I've had to navigate for myself really is allowing myself to be okay with the fact that I am not for everyone Mm. or again, the company (laughs) is not for everyone. But I loved your intention for 2024 in that, kind of um, defining what the company is Mm. and stands for even more. I like to say that an event, an experience is a live embodiment of the brand. And so the more clear your, your clarity finding mission in 2024 is going to just enhance the events even more because you'll just, just have more clarity on like what, MGC stands for and uh, <laughs> I don't know the scent thing is on my mind I love that detail and I'm thinking of do you, do you know Chip and Joanna uh, Gaines, Gaines. Of, yeah. yeah so not I was like watching because well, I live in Asia so I don't ever see their stuff <laughs> but I was watching I don't know them personally but I was watching their hotel uh, experience they just you know renovated a hotel and oh, okay. Um, there's, so there's a show on their network about what it took to build that experience and kind of create the hotel that felt like welcoming people into their home. And there is a part of one of the episodes on defining the custom scent for the hotel. 
and then turning that into candles that people can take home. Um, it would be so cool. That's a whole you... other level to something I hadn't even thought of. Is like the that scent be of a the gift. event. <gasps> the, the event. The scent, the scent of, of the MGC. event. <laughs> well, but it could be the scent of the club. And it's mm. like one that carries with you. I don't know if that would translate across. That makes me also want to get into like but... perfume. I mean, like there's a whole other <laughs> side to MGC where I think it has my intention is to partner with brands to mm, lavish mm-hmm. cool shit onto my members as well. Yeah. So luxury hotel chains or semi-private jet charters, like to get them yes. certain rates or private chef mm-hmm. services or jewelry companies, you know, people yep. who want to get in front of women who have high purchasing power. Um, yeah. I, mm. I just think there's a whole other level that I haven't even explored yet, which is also creating perks that are just for MGC members that you, I don't know, it'd be really cool to have like a card. And if you show the card, it's like mm, showing your like black card, but it's gold yes. or some shit. I don't know. Yes. Something like that. Oh, you say a code word, a that'd be even cooler. <laughs> <laughs> the code word at the semi-private jet charter company is <laughs> rich as fuck. <laughs> I... I'm laughing because I had a, um, I, I won't say the name, but you know who it, you would know who it is. I, I hired this person to come and present at an event that I produced. And in the contract, um, the, uh, there was a line item that like, we must pay for this person's private jet fuel. And I, it just put a smile on my face and I, I put that as my password for, <laughs> the uh the video of that event and um some of the the documents we were working on it just made me laugh but i i think that that level of i mean that, that's creating a network that nobody wants to leave right when mm. there's perks that are only available inside that you can't get elsewhere and they're not gonna leave oh that's the uh, goal jill before we wrap up here i have a few rapid fire questions for Hit you me. All right, let me take First, a sip of water so I don't mess with it. What I want to know is what is your favorite moment at events you host? Oh, man. I would say probably the last day because mm. everyone's been bonded and cracked open. And like mm-hmm. you've just vibed out with each other for five straight days. So like the final mm-hmm. party is typically my favorite moment. Um, yeah, just, I don't think I, in a lot of my experiences, the final night has always been like one of those things that just becomes one of those like core memories. Right. I remember in on my first ever retreat, the final night was like, I never saw it coming. We were at a private dinner on our own little private beach and two of my clients or attendees got up and like, I had very chill music playing noted about the music piece because I had like Nora Jones playing on repeat or like maybe not even Nora. It was like Kareen Bailey Ray or some shit, like so chill. And like in my head, I was like, this is lovely dinner party music. These two chicks went up and asked the DJ to play WAP by Cardi B and started karaoke it. And that broke open our dinner. And I was like, noted. People want to have fun on last night. Um, and so <laughs> like, and then it turned into this big ass dance party. And like, everyone was so bummed when we had to leave. And I love the idea of like leaving on a high. Um, and yes. so the final night is always, is now my new favorite. Like, 
I pour into that. And yeah, I guess but- mm, I do like the first impression moments, but those can be hard to control because if, you know, especially in my St. Lucia one, like St. Lucia's a bitch to get around, it turns out. So note to self. Um, and I had arranged for helicopters to pick everyone up for the airport because outside of that, it's like a 90 minute drive up and down a mountain. Mm-hmm. And it is mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like twisty and turny. Yeah. They canceled my helicopters two days before. And so many of my chicks rocked up like motion sickness oh. and tired and headaches. And this oh, it's just awful. Like, the worst way to start an event. And I just, it, that was like a sign of what was about to happen with my retreat. But like now knowing that I will forever really take like first impressions quite seriously Mm -hmm. of like what is their experience literally from the moment they step off the plane like how can I make that as like seamless and short and not twisty and turny as humanly possible like how can I get there how can I get them there in a way that ticks all the boxes for them that's so interesting you say that because I've I've been feeling like I've been having a download lately this week, in fact, that I need to do an episode on the bookends. Like it's just so important, the first and the last impression. And I'm, it's because I've been doing a lot of yoga lately and the, the arrival, like how they have you kind of be chill and like get present Mm -hmm. and arrive. And then they do kind of a similar thing at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just like in an event where that those bookends matter. It's so Um, true, man. what's the uh what's the best thing that like for you about hosting events that you this is why you keep doing them connection is like one of my Mm -hmm. highest personal values yeah i just love being around expanders like i love Mm -hmm. being the one i like being the conduit for them to connect Mm -hmm. with each other and Mm -hmm. to feel less alone in their pursuits of bigness and you know, when you get to a certain level, I feel like a lot of people in your offline life stop understanding right. what it takes or who who you've become, the mm. standards you hold for your life, the boundaries yep. you hold, the money you make, the things you invest in. Like people have all the judgments. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and I love creating spaces and places for people who want to be in their bigness and want to celebrate that and connect with other women who match their future. I just love it. Like I remember one mm-hmm. of our one of the moments this really sunk in for me was in Costa Rica, our Costa Rica retreat, which are, which was our first ever one. And we were on a yacht, Avi, and it was sunset, and there was a conversation happening at the front of the boat, like on the netting. And one of our clients, Liz, um, has a big physical product business, and she had sold a good portion of it to private equity and hired a CEO and she like has this beautiful setup to her business and now mm-hmm. they're building to like do another exit and there was just so many cool conversations and then my other client Caitlin who's a wealth manager and private exits or exit strategist um and then another business owner there Tina who had sold a business before and then two other chicks who were building their business to sell for 300 mil plus like the conversations that were happening around like deal flow and deal lawyers and EBITDA and exits and private equity and all of this kind of stuff. And I looked around and it's like, we're sailing through islands. It's on a Mm. yacht. It's at sunset, which was like so beautifully lit up. And I looked around and I was like, this conversation never happens just for women. 
It's normally at an event with a whole bunch of dudes. And if there are women, they're like, when did he say, you know, like we are not at the forefront of that conversation for the most part. And it like clicked for me. Then I was like, oh my God, this is our, this is our place to have these kind of caliber of conversations that is just for women. No gatekeeping, no dude energy. (sighs) It's just like done from a place of generosity and connection and that was when I was like, I think this is, I think this is my path. Because before that I went in there being like, I don't know, like I've got such a good thing with screw and blah, blah, blah. But I realized like if I can create experiences for these kind of women to come and share this kind of knowledge, it's game changing for women. Truly. It's like life altering. I I, I also hope in that moment that you were like, I did this. Like I I Mm. made this happen and integrated that win because that sounds like pure magic right there. That, that is kind of a moment that I love during events when you look around and you see what you've created. Mm. And I'm going to be much more present for that in Mexico because it's, it's like lightning has struck, you know, Mm. but you did it like you, it was your hand that made it happen. I love that. I'm going to, consciously like take that in now. I feel like I've had quite a challenge to be present in running my own events to be like, "Mm, look at this, (laughs) you know, because I'm always like, what's happening with the food? What's happening with this person looks lonely. I should connect them with you. You know, like I'm always just a mother hen. Yes. Yeah. I would love to know what are you reading right now? Oh, great question. The Elon Musk doc, uh, biography by Walter Isaacson cannot put it down. It is so freaking good. And then I just cracked open Same as Ever by Morgan Housel. He's the dude who wrote Psychology of Money and Same as Ever is his new book. Oh, I just, yeah, I just a few months ago read The Psychology of Money. Loved it. Oh, it's love, so love, good. Loved it. It's so it's good. One of my top referring money books I refer out yes, to people now. Right? It's so freaking good. I didn't know we had a new one. Yeah. Okay. Same as ever. And then the last book. I mean, it's a, it's huge, but it's is so it? good. It's so good. I'm just like, please never die, Elon. <laughs> you are literally... <laughs> such an advancer of progress yeah. <laughs> please stay yeah. around for forever <laughs> yeah talk about expanders mm-hmm. for real jill what have you got going on right now and that we should know about and where can linchpin nation find you mm. well the easiest way to connect with me is on ig so at okay. the millionaire girls club and then what i have going on is just truly like pouring into the club, which is my private high-end or my high-end private network for women who make millions, really honing that, refining that, curating that and creating epic experiences that just leave a mark on your heart. And so that is my true focus for 2024. And then becoming the version of myself who leads that. Mm. I think that's always at the forefront of my own expansion. It's like who I need to become, who I get to become. Yes. New identity. Let's go. Always. Jill, thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Sarah. This is so good. Thank you for listening to the Green Room Central podcast. If you loved this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and post it to Instagram and be sure to tag at Sarah Faithler and let me know why you liked it 
and what you'd like to hear or who you'd like to hear from in the future. That'll help me know what to create for you. Also, if scaling events in your business sounds like something you want to tackle this year and you need a coach, let's connect to see if one-on-one coaching is for you. Just go to greenroomcentral.com. You and I can work together one-on-one throughout the course of the year and dive deep into the inner workings of your events and business. You'll receive mentorship, personalized feedback, and customized guidance to define your goals and achieve your next level of success. Just go to greenroomcentral.com right now to apply. I appreciate your commitment to leveling up and learning the mindset and strategy of live events. Keep going. Keep learning. If you want more, head over to greenroomcentral.com for show notes and all the links from today's episode.